0: Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Astro Hustle. I am Corey Allen. You are you. And it's great to be here with you, flowing through this moment of time together and connecting once again. In this podcast, uh, I'm going to talk about something that I've talked about a little bit here and there on the podcast, but I've been thinking about it more recently. And I think it's a really valuable although difficult to put words to type of concept but I'm going to do my best and I hope that it helps you think about your path and where you want to go and get to in life from a different perspective because really that's all I'm ever trying to do on the show is offer perspectives that hopefully will lead to new thought and will be useful in some way and so let's see if this one delivers. So the thing that I'm talking about is how our expectations we have about future projects, future pathways in life, etc., how those things can block our opportunities. Before we get into that, As always, I appreciate you listening to the podcast. And if you'd like to go a little bit deeper, if you go over to patreon.com slash Corey Allen, there's over 100 extra podcasts and guided meditations and music and things of that nature. I'd love to have you over there with those other incredible people. Once again, that's patreon.com slash Corey Allen. If you want to avoid boring, basic, and bland gifts this year, Uncommon Goods is your secret weapon. Uncommon Goods is a great site. I have used it for the last three or four years every time for Christmas. You can always find something for someone in your family. It, it really makes gift buying a whole lot easier because they actually have some interesting stuff on there. And they have such a wide variety of things that you can find unique things for unique people. So, it is a, a great way to get your shopping done and actually buy something meaningful instead of just trying to like tick the box, you know, and buy something just to buy something. I've bought a whole bunch of stuff over the years. Recently, I bought my wife, she didn't know this yet. So, you know, sh- I bought her this little meditating dog statue for our garden outside, which I know she's gonna like. So, they have all sorts of great stuff over there. And what's most important is that you're supporting artists and small independent businesses. And that the products are actually high quality and often handmade. So to get 15% off your next gift, go to UncommonGoods.com slash Astral Hustle. That's UncommonGoods.com slash Astral Hustle for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods. We are all out of the ordinary. Whenever we are looking to advance or change some part of our lives we have an idea of what that might look like because that's where all things come from first right of course we have these concepts that rise in our mind and those concepts turn into stories so we get these stories that have emotions attached to them that are ideas about where we want to go as we move into the future. And what's interesting about those is that they're they're necessary because those concepts that turn into these narratives that drive us, they have to exist for us to be put into motion. So it's through the arising of those concepts and those ideas that we get some energy we start looking for possibilities and we get our mind into that state where it's calculating it's like looking for all of these different elements and pieces of things in our lives that we can put together that will help us arrive at this path that we want to get to so those things are valuable one of the issues is though that those expectations those the stories of those concepts we have about where we want to go in life and what we want to be achieving and doing they feel first off a lot more detailed and clear than they often really are that's one of the really useful things about writing is that it breaks the illusion that the thoughts we have in our minds are these giant, wise, insightful downloads. (laughs) Because usually it is the emotion around those concepts when they arise, the excitement of the energy that tricks us into thinking that those concepts have a lot more meat on them than they actually do. So we can think, oh, I'm going to go do this. That would be great. And like, here, I can I can do it. And then when we start trying to do it, it's confusing and we don't know exactly what to do. That's often because the, our idea wasn't really that clear as we thought it was. It can be useful with any thoughts, much less these exciting kind of concepts and, and energizing ideas that come into our minds. It can be useful to write these things down because it shows you what you actually have. It's a way of pulling the information out of the ether and putting it into reality, kind of cutting it into stone a bit. So you can see how much of an idea, how much of a vision that you really have versus is it just a feeling? And that can be very, very clarifying for good or for, I mean, it's always good. It either shows you if you've got something or if you don't really have something and you just got excited about it. So what happens is that we get these these concepts that turn into these energetic stories and we start trying to pursue those things. Once again, this is all good up until this point. But what happens is that we often get attached to not only the original idea but also the emotion that was attached to the idea or connected to the idea. And so we have built this expectation since we've had an idea about how we want our path to unfold that now that it will unfold exactly as we thought of it. And the longer that time goes by, the more deeply we get attached to that idea. And the more difficult it becomes for us to separate ourselves from that idea or that concept. And that can be really self-defeating whenever, as I mentioned before, that idea perhaps didn't have as much substance to it as we thought. So we get attached to the feeling and then it's becomes kind of destructive. It's where we start drifting and getting frustrated because we're like no no this is right this is the right path the right place for me to go i i know it i can feel it you know i had this idea but in reality it is just us being attached to an emotion and those expectations of how things will unfold interestingly turn into this form of entitlement right So now we had the idea we expect for our lives, for the path to arise in this way. And when it inevitably doesn't, we get frustrated. And so here's the thing about that, is that life is a collaboration. It is 50% us, and it's 50%, we'll say the universe. And by that, I just mean the world outside of us, even though we're in the universe, (laughs) but not us. An intelligence outside of our intelligence. And so whenever we go to move forward and bring one of these concepts into the world, it's a collaboration because the world has to receive and create the shape of what it is that we're putting out there. Like it's like pouring water into a glass. Like we have the water and then we have to find the right container that's open. And we don't often get to, or we wouldn't want to pick the shape of that container because it's kind of come to us in this way. And so our, our ideas need to continue to evolve and be flexible and open and fluid as we progress through time. And if we're not attached to those concepts and the, the feelings attached to those concepts as well, then we can bring that thing and let it evolve and grow into the world so that we're you know, reaping the fruit from our idea and the concept that we want to you know, bring forward on our path. But also allowing as that th- that the formation of that path comes into existence it to shape us a little as well because it has to meet halfway because think about it in other terms and this is i know the language on this is a little abstract but it's just kind of a um difficult thing to put words to as i said at the top of this podcast so i'm just trying to flush this out as clearly as possible for you what typically happens is that people get excited about whatever it is that they're trying to achieve or where they're trying to go in life and then get really frustrated because it doesn't happen. And that frustration comes from expecting reality and the world to bend to the will of your imagination. But it doesn't work that way, right? Like the the world is way bigger and way more complicated than we are. And it's actually trying to help us. Like it's trying to facilitate this process. But when we expect our concept to be unchanged or whatever the story is in our mind, to like be unchanged and perfectly represented in life, that's actually short-sighted and, and a little bit arrogant as well. Well, maybe naive is a be- better way to say it. Because it's just not possible, right? Like the uh, a concept that we have isn't going to 100% crystal clear exist into the world, it has to change. It has to take the shape of the world and evolve along with it, right? So remembering that is really valuable. And then the second part of this thing that I find just fascinating is as you're approaching and using the energy you get from the the concepts that arise and the stories that arise in your mind and the feelings of where you're trying to get to in your life, If you remain open and fluid and present, what you can begin to see are these things that I call portals. and I've mentioned them on the podcast over the years several times. And it's these interesting intersections in life where you're, you know, going along, hoping, expecting one thing will happen and your life could change in a certain way. And then seemingly out of nowhere this opportunity arises and you're like hey that that's bizarrely catered just for me but it's not what i already thought of and that's where we miss opportunities that's where we're actually like turning our nose up at the magic of reality the strange like synchronicity where things arise that don't even make any sense but because they're too perfect but that makes them make perfect sense right and these are little portals they're little doorways into like new timelines in your life and it's the expectation in being attached to our past concepts of what we were doing and where we were going on the path that keeps us from being able to go into those portals. So it's interesting is that you'll see these things. It can be, you know, they can arise in all sorts of different ways. It can be through conversation with a friend, a a one-off thing that someone says, hey, by the way, you know, this person's looking for this thing or whatever the connection might be, totally random. Or there's a a professional opportunity that kind of appears where you're like, Oh, hold on a second. Like I love X, Y, and Z, but I never considered putting all those things together. And that's one of the elements of it is that you'll find these opportunities and these like portals on the path where you are going through this journey, playing this role and you're identifying yourself as a person that does X But of course, there's so much to all of us, right? And we often don't allow those elements of ourselves to talk to each other. And so whenever we see this opportunity that sort of crystallizes out of nowhere, if we stop and we look at it and we go, hold on a second, like that touches on three things that I love the most, but I never considered... That being where I put my energy. Like the combination of those three things together. I never thought about that as a as a thing to move towards. But yet there are three independent things that I really love and I'm great at. And then that's how those things appear. And you see them and you go, hold on a second. Let me let go of this story of like what I was doing or what I felt I should be doing or who I was. And let's look at this thing and, and realize, hold on a second, I can actually move into that i'm the perfect person for that like the it's just in the cards for me to to be doing that you know strangely that happened to me i mean one of the many times that happened to me it's happened to me over and over and every time it's been the biggest breakthroughs in my career and in my my personal life as well it's just all happened like that like i made i don't know five or seven years ago or something i was talking to a friend and he asked me if i could make binaural beats and like i made some 20 years ago and i'd studied them like 20 years ago and i was like yeah sure i could make some and so because i had spent you know the first part of my life as a music producer with an emphasis on you know the subconscious elements of sound and music production as well as a lifelong path of meditation and exploring consciousness and understanding human psychology and also music, um, the psychology of music, things like listener expectation and how our focus in deep listening shifts and changes and how that can be manipulated and played with from a compositional point of view. Those things I never considered putting those all together in a professional sense. But when I made these, then my friend was like, we should sell these together. I said, all right. And they were hugely successful. And like, before I knew it, I was, you know, doing interviews with magazines and, you know, websites and whatever all over and like a newspaper from China and having, you know, these, sports stars contact me and commission personal binaural beats and things like that. I would have never in a million years set out and gone, you know, you know who I'm going to be is this binaural beat guy. Because I hadn't thought about them in, you know, a decade before they were brought up to me again. But it was just the perfect timing. It was before they really had a big Swell on the internet and got connected to meditation, but I I did that immediately. I immediately started releasing guided meditations over my own binaural beats, because it just made sense to me. Because it was all of those things that were connected together. I thought, well, this is the music, and the reason I can make these is because of the meditation. So why not just, these things are already living together in my mind, let's just make them live together in the world. And those guided meditations were really popular, and that's my first meditation course. Uh, uses those that came out again like six years ago or something seven years ago and you know I would have never thought to do that but it's been a huge benefit to me professionally and personally to have done it and it's there's been a lot of joy and a lot of you know for years and years now I still get messages from people every day saying how much that those binaural beats have helped them and with their relaxation or their focus or sleeping or whatever it is, or get them deeper into their meditation. So it's like there was a strange portal that opened where there was like, it, it needed to exist because people needed it as a form of healing. And I happened to be in a position to where I could create those things because of these different aspects of myself that I'd never considered putting together and unifying into something really strong. But fortunately, I was open enough and presence enough to observe what was happening, to observe my, my instincts that resisted it. They said, well, no, no, I'm, I don't wanna be that person. And as I felt that feeling, I thought, well, why? Because all I ever do is think about the fact that there, there is no me that my mind is just this river of perpetual mental formations, that there is no real stiff identity in there. It's just always arising and falling. What am I talking about? That's not who I am. (laughs) But that's one of those strange protective mechanisms that we all have whenever we're confronted with a little bit of newness or an area that we're not comfortable with. So that's just one example of you know my podcast this podcast came into the world like that as well you know i always again just hung out and talked about these things with my friends and studied these inner life things my my entire life and meditated for uh you know 20 years and then i would go started going you know about eight years ago i started going on a friend's podcast because it was fun and then people started reaching out to me and saying, hey, you should start a podcast. And I was like, uh, eh, I don't know, maybe. So it might be a lot of work. And then eventually I, you know, there was a moment where I had enough people telling me that and I just recognized it as one of those things. I was like, huh, I hadn't thought about myself as a guy that should have a podcast and put a bunch of energy into this, but all I ever do is talk about this stuff with my friends anyway. I know a lot of interesting people and... I love talking about it. So yeah, all right, I'll try it. And I tried it and it became popular really fast. You know, so I lay out those examples because they are just the way it seems to work, right? So the important thing is, as you're moving on your path through your journey, start to watch for these types of opportunities and remember that your expectations of what should be might not be leading you in the right direction and that doesn't mean you have to abandon them because like i said it's important to you use the drive and the energy of those arising things to help push you along but remaining unattached to them taking them for what they are for as long as they serve you and if they serve you all the way through then that's amazing you're a magician, but often they will need to evolve and shift and change. And the more you understand that, the less you'll be held back. And I think that the more you're able to thrive in these unexpected and exciting and really fruitful timelines that ironically, you couldn't have imagined otherwise. All right, my friends, as always, I hope you enjoyed that podcast, and until next time, much love.